All right, so if you're driving past Windsport and you see all the skiers on the hill, you're thinking, how are they doing that when it's been so warm outside? Well, lucky for us, joining us is Ian Newcomb, Senior Manager of Outside Operations at Windsport, or as I'm told, also called the quote-unquote snowmaking guru. How are you, Ian? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Okay, so snowmaking guru, how is it that it's been so warm in December and there are lots of things that aren't happening, like outdoor rinks not working, and yet yet you have so much snow at Windsport. How are you doing this? Well, we've been super lucky over the last five years to upgrade our snowmaking system to a state-of-the-art uh, fan gun system, which uh, allows the machines to do all the thinking and take a lot of the human error out of there. And we're able to make snow at uh, about minus three wet bulb, they call it, um, which uses humidity and ambient temperature. So it could be zero degrees ambient, and we could be making snow at what the machines are saying is minus three, minus four. And did you say it's a snow gun? I did say the snow gun. So uh, we have about almost 50 automated snow guns here. Um, that's a fan gun, which uses air and water. Uh, to mix the snow, and then we also, uh, we use city-treated water, um, and as everybody knows, up in the atmosphere, every snowflake has a nucleus, so it uses a particle of dust, but we don't have any uh, particulates in our water, so we use a thing called Snowmax, which actually we inject a particulate um, into, so we're actually making real snowflakes and not just uh, chunks of frozen water. I love that you said everyone knows, because I'm like, Ian, I don't know this, I don't know this snowflake <laughs> science, tell me more. Yeah, so it's actually pretty interesting. So what we're doing is we're making real snow out there. We're not just uh, freezing water and just throwing it down. And as everybody knows, when that snow is, you know, 10 centimeters, it seems like so much snow in your driveway. But when you step on that snow, it squishes down only to like a couple centimeters. But what we have is we have about a meter compacted base. So that's what's able to keep our uh, hill alive. And then it kind of refrigerates the rest of the hill so we can uh, survive these warm temperatures. Joining us, by the way, is Ian Newcomb. He's the Senior Manager of Outside Operations at Windsport, or you can, as I've been calling him, uh, the snowmaking guru, because that's what your people told me you're called. So is this is this something other ski hills have? Is this a Windsport device that you guys ordered five years ago that's saving your tushies this winter? Because I'm assuming, like other hills, you guys are also feeling this this weather pressure to keep the hill going. Absolutely. A lot of hills are moving to snowmaking systems. Um, as we know, people are antsy and they want to get out as early as possible. So a lot of different hills in uh, North America and around the world use these systems. Just try to get that base out there. Here at Windsport, we're 100% man-made snow, so it's uh, super beneficial for us to have them. So you've been at Windsport now, you were telling me, for over 20 years. Correct. Has the snowmaking and the hill treatment and care completely changed in two decades? Or are there still some things that you're like, yeah, this is the same as when I got here 20 years ago? Uh, the basic science is kind of the same, where it's like you're just using high-pressure air and water um, to be able to make a, a snowflake and put it on the hill. Um, what's changed for us is as our venues change, something like the half pipe or the slope-style course, which we're holding World Cups on this winter, they take a large snow quality. So we've had to invest in... Um, better technology to be able to make more snow faster, especially with the way the temperatures are changing now. And so how how warm can you accommodate? So I'm just looking at this week. We're going to pop up only to one or two degrees. But last week, we were hitting double digits. Is there a threshold for these snow guns when you're like, okay, we're even wore out at this point? Yeah, we do need around zero 
um, to be able to make snow. But we do have a team here that works 24-7. I have guys making snow at 3 a.m. if it's possible. So we're ready to go anytime the temperature drops. And we're, we're almost there. We're about 60 to 70% finished our snowmaking for the season. Really? So then at some point you have so much snow, what, maybe by end of January, early February, that no matter what happened temperature-wise, you have that base there? Absolutely. We, uh, with the new technology, it records the amount of water used and the amount of hours. So we're able to do the math and figure out what we've needed over the years of how much water use um, to get all the venues up and running and they will survive the entire season for us. And that way we're being really conscious of how much water we're using and the meltage and stuff like that. How, Ian, how does someone become you? Were you a kid who just loved being outside in the snow when you were little and you wanted to be involved in the science of snowmaking? Well, it's interesting. I grew up in Calgary, born and raised, and I uh, grew up skiing at uh, Calentic Park, which is now Winsport. Um, and after a year of college, I decided I needed a job and came and uh, worked as a lifty. And as I was working as a lifty, just running the chairlifts, I looked up and went, what are these guys doing? That looks pretty cool. So my next season, I uh, got hired as a snowmaker. And uh, yeah, it's been a runaway ever since. That's a really cool job path. What did you think you were going to do when you quote unquote grew up? I had no idea, to be honest. Um, I never thought I'd be where I am now. This job has allowed me to uh, see some of the top athletes in the world come through COP and train and compete. Um, it's allowed me to work at two different Olympic Games. So, um, yeah, I've been able to be uh, uh, grow up to be a ski bum, which is uh, pretty rare. That's a really cool job trajectory, but it's also good for all the kids, like my son who's 17, and they're like, I still don't know what I want to be. Sometimes the job finds you or you find the job, but it all works out in the end. Absolutely. It's, uh, we're pretty lucky here because we're able to live in the city. You don't have to go move to the mountains or anything like that, and you can work in the ski industry. So I have a lot of uh, employees who have grown up here as kids learning to ski and compete and train and have fun, and they now have careers driving snowcats, making snow, working on lifts, doing all that fun stuff in the ski industry. Fascinating. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really, every day, because I drive past Windsport, and I think a lot of us look up there and think, well, how are they doing that? So thank you for explaining it all, and good luck finishing that last little bunch of bunch of snow you need, and then you're done. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Ian, so much. I really appreciate your time.